the inside. She got the scoop on the ones to watch, on the ones that's hot. No one can do it quite like Caroline. Caroline. No one can do it quite like Caroline. It's time for Caroline. Hey, y'all. Welcome to Hyper Caroline Hobby. I am your host, Caroline Hobby. I know music, I know people, and I know the questions you want to ask. So let's get hyper. Heads up, these are adults having adult conversations, so there could be adult content. Y'all, I'm pumped up. Emily West is joining me. I have admired her forever. She is one of the best voices I have ever heard in my entire life, and I am not even joking. I'm not making that up, and I'm not exaggerating. Once you hear her open her mouth and sing, you will just die. You'll fall in love. She is so magical and incredible, and she can do so much with her voice, her personality. She's a character. She's like Barbara Streisand meets Bette Midler meets Cher. She needs her own TV show. She got second on America's Got Talent. She should have gotten first, but I mean, she got first basically in the voice category because she lost to Magician. So pretty much she has the best voice in all of America. And you will hear that. I'm so excited to welcome Emily West. And if you want to watch this, go to my website, carolinehobby.com and click watch. And you can watch the whole episode. So here's Emily West. I'm so excited to have you here. I'm super pumped to be in a studio. This is this is news to me, how incredible this is. I thought we were walking into an apartment. I was very happy. I'm happy to be here. Oh, because you this thought I was awesome. inviting you to my apartment. I thought we were just going to be chilling, looking at, you know, a voice memo on an iPhone, just talking. That's what my... So the thing is in life, always shoot low. Right. And then you end up in a studio. Totally. They say set your expectations at zero, right? Yeah, all the time. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But speak positively. I'm right. learning to do that. Tell me your philosophy on life. Well, I don't know. I'm in therapy right now. I love therapy. It's wonderful. I love some therapy. My philosophy on life is the reason why I am in therapy. So I don't know what that means now. My philosophy on life is I just, um, I don't know, um, just speak truth right now is what I'm trying to do. I love that. Speak truth. What do you feel like your truth is right now? My truth is, um, like, don't comment on an Instagram that you're really not genuinely happy about. (laughs) I mean, I think those little things get to everything. Like, because then you just, if you're blurred on one thing, then you're going to do that in your your life. This is getting really deep. No, so you're saying you want to be authentic in everything you do. So if yeah. you don't like, uh, social media is such a huge part of our world these it is. days. It is, and we, we live in such a polite, everything uh, is great world. Yes. And then you start going. But is it really all great? Is it all great? And I think, there, you know, the, the movie Inside Out, I just think that there's, I'm a big sad ballad writer and I love sadness but I don't want it to enter in my life and I think I don't know I really don't have any philosophy on life I just think you need to speak truth and keep a journal and keep a lock on it so people don't find it (laughs) what do you journal about (laughs) um you know it changes sometimes I'm this um sometimes I just test out my handwriting you know, just to see how that's going. How is it going? It's going really well. I like, I like it. I love and, then, <laughs> and then sometimes I just pretend like I'm Nora F. Efron and, you know, pretend that I'm a New Yorker. Um, I feel like you are totally like a New York movie star. Like Judy Garland meets Liza Minnelli with some share. A little bit of share, yeah. With, I mean, just uh, so many of th- those epic 
entertainers who are not just actors, who are not just singers or actresses, but they are ho- the whole thing. I don't know how to describe what they are. Bet uh, Bet Midler, Barbara Streisand, vaudeville, and you know the thing with vaudeville and country music is that they basically tell the truth. I mean, they just you know, well, hello a little <laughs> bit more, you know. And Dolly Parton is vaudeville. I mean, yes. she's just a truth teller yes. with sparkles and. Tatas. Yeah, tatas. <laughs> and, you know, I just think that's what vaudeville is. It's just a little bit more, um, hello. And um, yeah, anyway. How did you learn how to do all those voices? Oh, you know, I think from boredom and me just maybe being shy. I started off really shy as a little girl, and I did a lot of watching people. I remember I couldn't wait to be 46 when I was five because I, I invented a character that was like, hello, honey. And she did a talk show and she was, hello. Well, right now we're with Cher. Cher came on the show. It's on my Instagram. What did Cher, how did Cher, what did she have to say? Well, that was my best friend, Mackenzie. And she was like, mm, she hardly had any, per- she was just Cher. She hardly spoke. She was a diva. But Joni Katsopoulos had big boobs and she was Greek and she was, Hello. <laughs> You know, but I couldn't wait to be old when I was young. You, I saw you post a picture, and you're like in all these like jackets with pearls and pearl earrings. You're like, when I was five, I was going on fifty six. Yeah, I couldn't wait. I couldn't Why? wait to be fifty six because they just they knew what they wanted, and I don't know. I just I got to hide in myself in that little shyness in my shy girlness, and then I just think I did a lot of observing with people. And then I watched Oprah one day, oh, love Oprah. and there was a girl on there doing an impersonation of a baby's crying, of, of a baby crying. So then I started doing that, and I'm like, man, I could be famous at that. Just she got happened. famous from crying mm-hmm. like a baby, mm-hmm. and then doing a chicken noise, which I couldn't do. <laughs> but then also with Patsy Cline, I was in a pageant because my sister was in a pageant, and I was super jealous of my sister. And I was eight years old. We were in Muscatine, Iowa, at the Holiday Inn. And my mom said, what are you going to do for your talent? And I said, I'm going to sing Patsy Cline. She had no idea that I could sing. Um, but I just basically imitated Patsy Cline for like five years. And then like exactly I Exactly how she sang. Yeah. And I just started imitating voices. So, and I still imitate voices, but now I'm kind of trying to figure out who I am, which is why I'm in therapy. Which is the best place to be <laughs> when trying to figure out where to go. Right. You know? Or just make it a gift that maybe you just, you're unboxable and you, you're, you're genreless and make that your gift. I Which actually is what think I'm you are genreless. I think you need a TV show. Maybe. But speaking of genres, let's talk about the beginning because you started your whole career in country music. Mm-hmm. Which to me, you are you are country, but you are so much more than country too. So how did you pick country music as the genre? Well, <clears throat> that's a great question, and I remember I just loved Faith Hill. You know, when that first record came out, but I you've done Broadway and New York and all that too. I've never seen but <clears throat> one Broadway. I've only seen one Broadway in my life. And I've only watched three mus- musicals, well, Funny Girl, Sound of Music, and um, uh, Mary Poppins, okay. really. But um, I just, uh, I think country music at the time, it was just, I loved it. It was 90s country, and I just love good music. And then I moved here, and then I started, then they started singing about tractors and oh, tight yeah. jeans. And, and I was trying to morph into that, but then I was like, I can't. But that was a going against your soul. Yeah. Because you came out in 2008, Roxanne. 2008, yeah. With Rocks in Your Shoes. Rocks in Your Shoes. Which I loved that video. It was very positive. Stephen Shepard directed that video. And it was, I did wear Spanx where it kind of cut me off. So he, <laughs> there was a lot of money um, us <laughs> trying to stop the Spank line. But um, all, my, all my girlfriends came out to Vancouver to shoot that video. And they were like, oh, I love that you did that. Was that in Franklin? No, that was in Vancouver. We wasted $100,000 in Vancouver. <laughs> we should have gone to Franklin. But it looked great. 
Thank you. How'd you pick Vancouver? I don't know. We just, the record business had money at the time and they chose that. Right? That's when they were dropping it like it was hot. They were dropping it like it was hot. So when you came out in 2008, rocks in my shoes. Rocks mm -hmm. in your shoes or rocks mm -hmm. in my shoes? Rocks in everyone's shoes. Rocks in everyone's shoes. Rocks in, my, rocks <laughs> in your shoes, which is, was essentially about feeling sorry for, for yourself and not walking around with rocks in your shoes, which is what I'm living now. Isn't that ironic? Explain that. Well, it's kind of funny, like, you know, I guess you got to make a choice. When it hits the fan, you can get a little down or get a little mad. Um, when there's stones in the road, there's only one thing to do. you got to learn to walk with rocks in your shoes. Um, maybe that should be a Broadway. Rocks in your shoes. Maybe you should write a Broadway musical yeah. inspired on your life. Yeah. It would be very good. Yeah. Did you have disappointment when it happened? And then you re released Blue Sky with Keith Urban singing on it. And mm -hmm. that song is one of the best songs I have personally ever heard in my entire life. And to me, if I was you, I would have a little bit of frustration because you have more talent than most people have in their pinky finger. And you have this record label at that time you were with Capitol and you're putting out these songs. And it's like, it didn't go to where I think it should have gone, which was number one, and like broken you into country superstardom, like I feel like you should have been. And if I was you, I would be upset because you are so talented. How do you deal with those feelings and things not working out as planned? Well, I think, you know, at the time, I was just trying to keep my head above water, just trying to not be the girl that was mad mm -hmm. at that time, which was a long time ago. And now I'm, I'm looking back and I am frustrated because it was, I mean, I didn't have a college education. I moved, to, you know, graduated high school, had no idea how to pay bills, and then I got this record label and so that's all I knew was being on that label so I didn't have enough courage to walk away and then they didn't have enough courage to let me go because I was pretty great yeah I mean let's just be <laughs> honest let's be real you know but I and you know and just on my side I was a lot of people so I would go in and I would write with these writers that were all very different three times a day writing a song and, three times a yeah day? like I was I was crazy out of inspiration I no no I was I was told I had attention deficit dis disorder, and I got on this pill that just made me crazy that wanted to write all the time. <laughs> and every idea was great, but then you look back and you're like, oh my gosh, this song is awful. But I was just kind of burnt out, but I loved everything that I brought in because I wanted them to. So mm -hmm. I worked a lot with hype. And basically, it was, I just was so many people, and they didn't know what to do with me. So it was just, it was really hard. And on their end, they did the best that they could with what was given to them with all that I was giving so to them. So what did you give them? What kind of material gave, did you give I them? gave them a really great record with outside songs that some I wrote and some I didn't. And, um, you know, I got a lot of incredible things out of it. Keith Urban um, sang with me on Blue Sky. Was that I one of the best Burr. experiences? Yeah, like, actually, there was a, a big label head that said, I don't think that you should call Keith Urban. Because I was like, that's when people were, uh, they were associating celebrities with trying to get famous. Mm -hmm. And I was like, well, he's not only a celebrity, he's amazing. I'm just going to, my mom gave me this plaque that said, trust your crazy ideas, which can be dangerous sometimes. But also worth it. Worth it. And so I emailed him and he heard the song. And 10 minutes later, he goes, I would be honored to sing with you on this exquisite song. Those are the words that he used, which just credits him just for being amazing and an artist that he is. And he, he's 
um, he does what he wants, and mm-hmm. he, he believes in what is truth, and I really still believe in that song. But, and it was nominated for um, Vocal Event of the Year. And we lost been. to James Taylor and Zach Brown, which I can, I can say is fine. You know? But I'm saying that song, I would sing it for all of you guys, but you should, can you? Uh, uh, <coughs> <coughs> uh, what part? says it's going to rain tonight. The kind of storm where the basement floods and you lose the lights. You should have thought of that before. Because I'm not your blue sky anymore. We're going from sad girl to the singer. That's so hard. You did a great transition. I have borderline personality disorder (laughs) in the best of ways. I love that about you. I think that's what makes you great. Because you have all these personalities, but they're all you. Mm -hmm. Stop. (laughs) What if I just came out with like, should I look at the camera? You can look anywhere you want. Okay, perfect. Whatever you, any personality can talk to anybody that she wants. (laughs) Any personality can talk to any camera that it wants We're all here for you. Okay. <laughs> but honestly, that song is one of the best songs I have ever heard. It's so, the emotion is so real. Your voice is so incredible. Thank you. That was a special song. That really was. I mean, we talk about truth and stuff. And sometimes I find myself trying to be clever in my songwriting or just trying to be, well, the cotton man was at my door. I'm like, what does that mean? Like, you can say anything. By the way, the cotton man was at my door. I just made up. I don't, <laughs> I feel it's like not that, a real truth. Yeah. But there are some things that I look and I go, this is so, this does not make any sense. Am I trying to be one of these indie people that just, but that song was like, that was a truth. I'm, I'm proud of it. So thank It felt you. real. Mm-hmm. Who in your core, when you think, you said you're in therapy trying to figure it all out right now. Mm-hmm. But when you think about, and you posted a picture too. And actually, I wrote the quote down because I thought it was so good. You said... Keep your uh, legs closed and your heart open. Well, you said, whenever I have too many voices telling me who I am, which is a lot, I look at this little nugget. She knows who she is. Yeah. So who is that little nugget? Who is Emily West, in your opinion? Um, well, Emily Nemers is <laughs> that girl. Emily West was, um, is the performer. And Emily Nemers is usually the girl that you should pay attention to, which everyone talks about, like, just... Go to what the little girl wants. What does she have to say? Um, be true. Like, if you don't like something, speak up. Mm-hmm. And I think in this polite world that we live in, we're, we're chose to just, you know, pick your battles, which is good to pick your battles. But I think that, you know, essentially you just need to say, hey, please stop doing that. It's getting on my nerves. Mm-hmm. That, that helps with so many things. Like, I'm not going to do that song because it doesn't feel I true don't to want me. little girls to hear the F word or, mm-hmm. you know, I... It just bleeds into every part of you. So I just think that when you're little, you follow your heart before someone tells you to stop doing mm-hmm. that. And so trust your crazy ideas and, and just be authentic, which that word is so thrown out and vulnerability is thrown out and being healthy is thrown out. Those words get on my nerves. But basically, do what you want to do and be around good people that bring out the best in you and um, recodependent no more. <laughs> Yeah, it's a great book. It's a great book. Who, if you had to pick one genre to belong to, or one style of music to sing forever, would you? Where would you settle into? The business part of me says country music. Um, what does the What does Emily Nimmer's little girl say? Well, you know, music is genre, and that's another word I don't like. I I just prefer to stay out of genre. I say that just cut beautiful music. I think that's what Chris Stapleton does. Mm-hmm. I think that he has given been given this monstrous, incredible voice that could have been told to 
could you please stop using all that And it probably loudness? was told. It was told, and I was told to stop using so much vibrato, so therefore I became the singer that doesn't sing, just the sexy talker in songs. Yeah. And because sonically, when you sing in a studio and then you, when you sing out loud to a crowd, you, you have to use different voices. So therefore, it can do a number on your mind of what to do. But, I mean, my genre is, like, I don't know. It's out of the box. And it's essentially, I kind of want to cut a country music record one day, like a really beautiful, authentic country record that mm -hmm. is just saying truth. But right now, it's being Barbara Streisand and Judy Garland and a torch singer, bringing the torch singer back. I love it. And the record that we're releasing now is... Yeah, let's um, talk about those songs. Okay. <laughs> um, yeah. So I made this record with Daniel Tashin, and he got out a big whiteboard and was like, tell me what you want everyone to, to feel when you listen to it. Exactly. And I said, I want people to have sex to it. <laughs> I want people to drive their car to it throw dinner parties to it, drink wine, and being, be alone to it. Because it's very a melan it's a melancholy kind of cinematic, you theatrical. Disney? Dark Disney. Dark it's, Disney. It's a dark Disney. And I love Disney music. Sleeping Beauty, like I still have the, this weird fairy tale, Grey Gardens situation in my mind that I'm trying to um, hunker down with. But it's just my fan, it's like a fantasy record I've always wanted to make. Um, and I think... We're just not going to overthink it. It's just a pretty record. I like to listen to it still. Yeah. Um, Tell me about the songs. What do they mean to you? Because one of them is Don't Go to Paris Lonely. To... Don't ever go to Paris when you're lonely. What a perfect, I mean, what a perfect say, like, sentence. It's a, it's a sentence that my friend Rosie Golan says a lot to her friends because she goes to Paris a lot, and I wrote it with her and Daniel. And she just says, don't ever go to Paris when you're lonely because it's the most beautiful city on the planet, and you will feel like S-H shit. Shit. <laughs> if you go. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, I actually really love to feel melancholy alone in the city. Do you love that melancholy Yeah, feeling? I do. I actually really enjoy being alone and drinking wine and just kind of feeling sorry for myself. <laughs> what do you love about that feeling? That is that what brings the great music for you? Yeah, or? I mean, I just think there's something really beautiful about a, a girl reading a book and, and drinking a glass of pink wine and judging lovers <laughs> and being mad about it, but also hopeful because maybe one day I'll find that person. Mm -hmm. And um, and I just, I kind of love that. I thrive on that. But it's also, it's it at the end of the verse, I struggled with this because it says a lot of puns that say, jump off the Eiffel, give the, give the tourists an Eiffel. So it's dark Disney. It's this beautiful dark Disney kind of um, story. And... You know, it's drama. We oh, like drama. drama. And when you, cause you also, after the country thing, I want to wrap up the country section for a second, though. Were you ever upset with how it played out in yeah, the for you? Yeah, absolutely. How, what, how do you deal with those feelings? Like, what does it make you feel when you see oh. these people who literally don't have the talent that you have at all? And I know you're not in an egotistical way. You just have this talent. It's just yeah. who you are. Well, I mean, I think that every, the thing that I don't have, the, the the, the gift that I don't have is, um, back then, I have it now, is applying yourself and, and trusting the process and trusting your, your team. And I was really scared at that time. So I just, I just, I, I overperformed in all the wrong places. And I, I really didn't trust uh, myself. So therefore, I did a lot of self-sabotaging. How so? In, in, a, in a way where I just overdid it with 
you know, trying to, to be the girl that told inappropriate jokes at radio conventions and, you know, just, hello! You know, it's just <laughs> like you just stop for a second and just, you know. And I think that inner peace has come back. But I also feel like I'm just super hard on myself and I'm a, I'm a perfectionist and I think that's gone away too with some help and time, but I, I dealt with it really passive-aggressively when it was dropped. I was on my way to the Opry when I got dropped. Oh, and, how was that performance? And the record label, the, and the guy called me, and he goes, we're going to have to let you go. And I go, well, let me ask you a question. How much money do you think you spent on me? He, I, I said, is it over a million, you think? He goes, oh, absolutely. I go, so you're saying I'm worth over a million dollars? <laughs> anything to get me out of the set. I was kind of passive aggressive about it, but you know, like that's how, how I processed it. And you know, we're all here for a reason and you know, God's working everywhere. So I know, but it's, it's like, that's the part I, and I, I believe that everything, like you said, happens for a reason to get you to the experiences that you need to experience. So then finally one day it all makes perfect sense, but it's, to me, I get disappointed when I feel like beautiful works of art and really talented people aren't. I have, ex, you said, set your expectations at zero. But I accidentally get expectations for art that I love. And I, like, want it to go to yeah. a place, in my mind, that I think it deserves to go. Mm-hmm. And when it doesn't, it's, I find it frustrating. Well, I'm not really good with the business aspect of that. Like, and that's where, you know, I should, I mean, I'm, I'm really good, especially in the world of, so, of social media media we're really going there by the way yeah like I think everyone is trying to be famous I did a show recently at Third and Lindsley and I was just a lot of my songs are ballad and and we're giving it the space that it deserves instead of just be like look at me I'm good look at this line I'm good uh-huh. it's like there's some space in it mm-hmm. and we're respecting that space and a lot of people in the audience were just you know taking selfies we live in a selfie it wasn't my crowd, but it was kind of, oh, man, everyone wants to be famous. So mm-hmm. it's hard to um, really be an artist and just go, okay, well, this is what's happening. Um, does that make any sense? Well, it's does just that, that make- people are almost disconnected from experiencing things because they're all doing it through the lens of a phone. Yeah, like if you experience anything great, you're like, i got to get my phone out. You if can't it's just happening, trust like, I have the to moment. document this. Yeah, you can't just trust the moment. And, I, and I'm learning totally... to do that just because tr- that's a memory I'm going to hold in my heart forever. Mm-hmm. Like, you're not going to look at your Instagram going, this is the time where I lost my mind. Cause, but I'm not because I was too busy getting a filter on it. I didn't feel the beautiful moment. I hear you. You know? And that is totally where we are these days. Yeah. So we're all just trying to figure out where the world is going right now. And I'm super hard on it. Um, Does I'm the waiting. world break your heart? <laughs> oh, I think anything that you worship breaks your heart. Um, that is not that doesn't have um, that doesn't have any boundaries to it. I think you can make some, something your slave, and if it if it does, it's not out of your ego gets in the way. Yeah, it it, it breaks your heart if you're not healthy. You, you know? posted something too, where you said you love um, new chapters and change, and like you like it when you see a tree that's been clipped. Because it, um, it, wow. it, it lets you know that new growth is coming. Wow. What, explain that thought to me. That's called pruning. Um, it's hard to change as a human, and it's hard to look at your past and go, where am I in this? What have I done to, to make this situation shitty? Mm-hmm. <laughs> and what can I change to make it not shitty anymore? And that's 
what I'm asking myself now, and it's called pruning. And I, anytime I pass a tree that's been cut, it's super ugly. And it's just this blunt, looks like this. Yeah. And I'm like, you know, I don't want to cut my hair because I want my hair to be super long. Mm-hmm. I'm going to have to get it cut, though. Mm-hmm. But it just, it's going to get prettier if you do. Right. And the, a tree just kind of looks like that. And then all of a sudden, these little things start growing, and then all the rest start becoming beautiful. And it's change, and it's really hard to to, to do that if you're getting off a habit that you used to, you know, used to help you or coping. Coping it, mechanisms. Coping mechanisms are... I keep are, finding new ones that I have that I didn't even know I was doing. Yeah. And it's hard to, like, retrain and wire your brain. It's really hard. And, and just have patience and kindness with yourself in that process. So that's why I post that. And what a beautiful question. Thank you. I forgot that I did that. Yeah, well, I just thought that was great because I'm all about evolving all the time, especially, and I told you earlier before we started this interview, people who have talent like you have, who have been through the ringer, yet still are fighting for that talent because it is your work on this earth. Like, this is your calling. Is your This is why you are here. And I thought it was awesome when you finally got a little bit of the world recognition that you needed going on America's Got Talent. I mean, I want you to live on a show like that. For me, I feel like you need your own TV show where you just live and you sing these songs. Tell me about that. Was that one of the greatest moments where you're like, finally, I'm getting the stage that I... Because you need to be on a stage. Well, I mean, honestly, I think that God prepped me for that whole moment because, honestly, I was not in a... And I hate the word healthy, but I wasn't in a good state of mind when that was going on. What, were, where, what was your state of mind? It was, well, when I went, went to New York, I just had to get away from my family. Oh, you moved away. <laughs> I, had away from, I had to get away from Nashville. You and packed up. I packed up. I never went back. Tell I, me about I got an, You just went on a trip to New York? I went on a trip. I got an opportunity to sing for the Beatles' 50th anniversary at, at the Apollo Theater in um, Harlem. And, and I just packed a bigger bag than I should have packed, and I never went back. I got a, a job the next day. And I Where just did you start pre- working? At a boutique called Goldie Mac, and they hated me there because <laughs> I don't know how to work. I can't do anything but sing. Because you're a singer. <laughs> I just, ugh. Like, I might have to get a job here soon, but I'm like, I am I'm awful. <laughs> don't hire me. <laughs> like, don't. Um, but, yeah, so I just tried to survive. I sold my car. My parents were like, what are you doing? And they were worried about me. I am pretty surprised that I didn't get mugged or killed, honestly, because I was like, when you're alone and life is making you lonely, you can always go. Like, I'm the girl that threw her hat in the air. Hello, New York. Did you feel alive? It was a freedom moment for you? Yeah. My friend Alice was like, in order to be a New Yorker, you must act like a New Yorker. Otherwise, you will get attacked. So did you <laughs> act like one? Yeah. And I was just like, oh, i got to do this. And I pretended to be a New Yorker. Um, You're almost like living in a movie, huh? All yes, but there's no cameras. <laughs> Not yet. Um, yeah. Not yet. I live my I live all my life like the cameras around me, but that's the sad thing. Um, You're prepping. Yeah. So you, you get to New York. Did you audition for America's Got Talent? How did that happen? I went to New York essentially to just get away from everyone to figure to be Bette Midler and be in a movie that no cameras were watching. Right. And then I I was so I was desperate, and I posted this really weird Facebook post and so many beautiful people I think I reached out yeah like I had like so many comments going Emily oh my gosh and through that Facebook post um all these beautiful angels connected me to Lee Danae who was doing A&R for America's Got Talent and I didn't like reality shows I thought they could edit you to make you look like an idiot I already had a record label that dropped me I was in my 30s I was like they're gonna make me look like a complete loser I'll do it (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> so 
I'll do it. I don't trust. So I just trusted it. I trusted it, and I was desperate, and I needed an opportunity. And I was like, okay. So then I moved back, and I moved back in with my parents, and then they kept flying me back, and they taped every vulnerable thing that they could. What were some of the ones they caught? Me living with my parents and me putting on red lipstick in my mom's bathroom and me driving my dad's car and me asking the guy at the gas station, can I borrow $20 because I had no money. And it was like in a really like weird time in my life. But that's what the dreamer does. That is what the dreamer does. That's what the dreamer does. Never gives up on the dream. Yeah. So you get on the show and you're singing songs like Chandelier. Broke, by the way. I was completely broke singing, I want it in this... I looked rich, but I but was But you had this one dress that was as big as a room, you a red dress. You can try it on. You can you try it on. You still have it? I have it, yeah. Like, probably a whole village of people could have lived under that dress. It was so and big. And they did, in other ways. <laughs> I'm just kidding. You know me. <laughs> Follow your dreams. I freaking love you. <laughs> so you're standing, in, you're standing on this huge stage. Howard Stern's your boyfriend at this point because mm-hmm. he, like, loves you, right? Yeah, he does. And y'all have a connection. Mm-hmm. What is that connection? Uh, well, it just, he he liked me a lot. Yeah. And Would you date Howard Stern? No, because he's married. Right. And, um, but yeah, I enjoyed the validation because that's an addiction of mine is praise. And I love you because you're praising me a lot right now. But you, but it's because your talent, it's, I don't even think it's you needing an addiction of praise. I think it's just that you have this talent that needs to be heard and like needs to be recognized because it's so good. That's how I feel it is. It's like not even you. It's like this gift from God that you have been given. Which Do you believe in callings? I do. I actually really do. I think um, I've just learned this. Like it is a responsibility when you have been given a a gift. Like and people that have helped you with your gift. And the, you know, people, you asking me to be here, like is a gift. And, you know. I feel like it's a gift that you're here. (laughs) You know. Daniel Tashin wanting to make a record on me and Lita Nay and Daryl Brown and, you know, reaching out. all the, it's all aligned. And I do believe that God isn't some like whispering, you know, Nat, Nat, East Nashville bearded white man that's, you know, cartooned up in the sky. It's people, you know, and uh, you are, when you're given a gift and you're given the people and the stars align, you should have you should follow that, and it, there's an incredible re- responsibility. But if you put your ego to it, that's when things get bad. Okay. And, it, and um, that's when you start overthinking and getting in your head, and it, 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 it becomes too much yours where you get controlled, and, and it's just not good. But if you're just remaining grateful and appreciative, I really do feel like you have the best time. It's hard to do that. It's hard to learn really. that sometimes, right? It is. It is. And also, like, just fight for what you want. You know, that's it's just about communicating and mm-hmm. saying the truth, like the little nut, the Emily Nemmer's nut. I love it. Yeah. Did America's Got Talent validate you? Did it give you a sense mm-hmm. of, like, validation and also put you in a light where you can sing what you want to sing? Yeah, and it, it, um, it changed my, my view of, like, okay, you can do whatever you want, you know? You can take a song and make it yours, you know, make a cover song Yours. They did want me to do a Justin Bieber song. Bieber? Bieber? Bieber. Justin Bieber. That's my new name. Yeah. Um, <laughs> the female Justin Bieber. Um, I, I didn't connect with it, so therefore you say no. Yeah. Because no. no. Were, you, were you confident yeah, enough to say no? Yeah, I said no. And then what would you do instead? Um, I, I didn't actually like the Chandelier song when I first listened to it. Can you, you believe that? that song. Well, I mean, I, I had a problem with the counting and the pop. 
genre. I was just really, I was negative. I was in a negative place, but I got my niece in the car. I'm like, oh, I hate pop counting song. One, two, three, one, two, three. <laughs> but then I broke down the lyric and I'm like, this is actually my life. And see it. Wow. And like, you beautiful. killed that song. Every performance you did, I mean, I watched the whole season. I was like, holy cow, this is where you belong. On a stage full of tons of people in beautiful ball gowns singing those songs. Yeah, that was fun. It really was fun. It was so fun. And I feel like, is that kind of what your new EP is? Like, those songs, those dramatic songs? Yeah, it it is. But then it's also, um, uh, like, everything I love about music in kind of a cinematic sense. It doesn't, I'm not really singing with that hamburger voice that, (laughs) I call it hamburger voice because there's a tendency when you hit those rich hive notes, you can go a little too vaudeville. This is me just kind of saying things in a beautiful way with beautiful orchestra backing me, a.k.a. a keyboard. Hey, let's um, hear, let's hear your first single okay. off the new album. I would love that. Talk to me a little bit about this song and let's play a little bit. Symphonies. Um, wrote the, this with Daniel Tashin and Rosie Golan. And we just, I'm a sucker for great melodies telling me horrible things and truth. And the video, I just spit, and the video is super sad and beautiful and funny. What's the video about? Um, It's my life. It's me waking up and then me pouring coffee and then me taking a bath and then me working on my one-woman show. Do we get a nip slip? slip? You should. I hope we do. My areola says hello in the video. (laughs) If you look close and then I go out like Alice in Wonderland and then I shut my door and then the chorus happens and then I the lights go down and I escape into this fantasy of how I think things are. And how, how are, what's the fantasy look the like? The fantasy looks where I'm just gorgeous in my robe singing, but then it's, then it goes back to being reality again. And then the other verse happens and it's just life. It's a, it's a life. I'm so story. ready for your this show to exist all the time. Just you. Well, come on in my car and we'll do some selfies and follow me on Instagram. <laughs> I do. It's entertainment. Okay, so here we go. Symphonies. Let's have a little listen. Teal Audio's newest speaker line, the Aurora Livestream speakers, are designed to fit seamlessly into your home with its wide range of connectivity. To check out the latest speaker line, go to tealaudio.com. Oh, 
Emily. Right, is that going to air where we're just listening to it? Yeah. Oh, wow. That felt like A&R time. Yeah, right? Just know how to really sit there and listen <laughs> yeah, to it. Yeah, they just listen to it. But that is a great song. Oh, thank you. And that's your sweet spot. Yeah, it's a, I mean, it's a sweet little, it's a sweet little song. Like, it's more than a sweet little song. It's a Barbara Streisand song. Oh, one day you're going to duet with her. But you already duetted with Cindy Lauper. I did. Oh, my gosh. She's like your girl, right? She is a real truth teller. She said, um, okay, so I went to a Cindy Lauper concert when she was in Nashville, and it was before I moved to New York, and I was really making some, some choices. Before y'all were friends, right? Before we were friends. No, I was on Celebrity Apprentice. Right. Remember when our, oh. the president of the United States went off on my skin? What did he say on your skin? Oh, my goodness. He just was like, she needs to, we need to do some airbrushing on her. I'm like, I like that I had cystic acne when I was young. <laughs> it grew my personality. Was it, what was he like? I didn't meet him, but I called his son Junior the whole time. And um, anyways, that's where we became friends. And she said, um, um, and, and anyway, so I went to her concert, and she was like, I said, Cindy, I'm in the middle of making some tough choices right now, and I need you to give me some advice. I don't know why I said that to her, but I felt brave enough to say She goes, kid, you don't need, you don't need to get scared. All you got to do is take some uh, spirit dancing classes. Don't be afraid. Moving on. What's a spirit dancing class? Like? Just, just take some spirit dance, you'll, and you'll, you'll be free enough to just get out of your head. Like, is what she was saying. So she's saying get out of your head and let the talent just do let, the Just do your thing. Don't worry about it. Just sing and don't worry about it, which I thought was great advice. Did you apply it? I wish that that, that was in Proverbs. Just it take some be. spirit dancing classes. Thou shalt take spirit. Truly, get out of your own way. Yeah, get out of your own head. You know, make music and let it go where it's supposed to. That's pretty amazing. Okay, so you're going to give us a little bit of some Emily West, whatever comes out, acapella, it can be some of your alter egos. We need a oh, little stand-up Emily West. But before we do that, can you leave some light? I like to end my interviews with, like, leave some light, leave some inspiration of how you've been inspired or how you want to inspire other people. Um, oh, how do, this is so good. Let's read my journal entries <laughs> with my good handwriting. Um, how to be, um, you know, Daniel Tashin really was um, – such a, a light in making this this record and he just um i think in the in, we can all have as as artists we all have a tendency to just be over proud and perfectionist and he just he didn't overthink it like he just he let me fly and and he just said sing and then he took the vocal i didn't have to sing it over and over and it was just freeing he took the real vocal because sometimes in when you're the first take songs, he took the all those are first takes and wow you know that i i think that there's some power in just trusting the first take and wow and that just trust yourself and stop and get take some spirit dancing classes i think that's light enough i love that <laughs> i love that yeah okay can you take can you uh, maybe have some spirit dancing uh Ex exhibits coming out of you now? Like, can, I don't, what, I, what you, you know, get? honestly, I, no, is my answer. <laughs> I don't really feel it right now. I don't, I'm not, I'm shy. I don't know. I feel like I've said enough. Okay. <laughs> Fine, I'll do it. You're the don't best. you love how I said no and then I changed? I did. I like, because, you, you know, and if you want to say no, you can say no, girl. Um, well, part of me really does, but the personality disorder in me is coming out, so. Okay, well, um, let's take it to the stage then and see what happens. Okay, sounds good. Okay, so I'm super pumped. Me too. Because now you're just going to give us the gift of Emily West. Whatever you want to sing, say, it all, the stage is yours. Okay. 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 Great. 
I'm on the Caroline show. I don't know what I'm singing, but I'm gonna try my best to show you that I'm talented because of all the things that we talked about sitting there on the blue couch on the Caroline show. Thank you so much. Okay, from my first number, I will sing you a song that is very depressing. Sometimes he does it, he don't even know That's when he catches me off guard He pulls his jacket on and he says we've gotta go I've fallen, fallen, fallen hard Comes home with sunburns on his shoulders I love the way he mows the yard What will he be like when he's older? Ooh, I've fallen, fallen, fallen hard he brings me violets and daffodils He stole from someone else's yard He smiles at me and you know it kind of kills He is always breaking my heart I'm in the kitchen the place he is out drinking in a bar all my friends all ask me how I got these bruises on my face I say it's from falling 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 hard Ooh, from falling 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 from falling, falling, falling hard. Wow! Emily West, you are freaking a talent show. Thank you, darling. Just one of the greatest talents ever. Thank you for joining me. Thank you for having me. I know you loved that interview with Emily West because she is so talented. She has a new EP coming out and a new single, Symphonies. It's so good. Her voice is classic. She's just in a league of her own. Next week, I have Luke Wooten joining me. He's one of the best producers in Nashville. He's produced Brad Paisley. He just released his new album. He talks all about this album, and there are some crazy, crazy duets that are happening on this album, some crazy songs that happened that were formed, one having to do with Johnny Cash. I'm telling you, it is so interesting. Luke is so talented. He's had such a life and worked with so many incredible people. You will not want to miss all the inside scoop on what it's like to be one of the hottest producers in town. So y'all join me next week with Luke Wooten. And make sure you go to my website, carolinehobby.com, and click watch if you want to see these videos. And actually not just listen, but see them. You can see them on my YouTube page. So we'll see you next week.